Hey guys, how are you? Jeff Vita here with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Welcome to Kung Fu Driving Live. Uh, thank you all for being in the audience today. Uh, it's going to be a fun conversation with uh, Gian, and uh, hopefully he'll be popping up here soon. Gian Galang, thank you for joining us this morning. How are you, brother? Thank you. I'm uh, feeling like a grandpa with this. <laughs> with this <laughs> thank you. Thanks, thanks for your patience. Thank you. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's great to have you. So we have some guests in the audience. Um, uh, you probably recognize a, a few of them there, but um, uh, it's it's, it's cl- exciting to talk with you. So thanks for uh, hanging out this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, so uh, my guest today is a artist, uh, illustrator, martial artist, uh, Jian Galang. Uh, if uh, if there's anyone out there that puts the artist in martial artist, uh, this is one of those guys right there. So Jian, uh, talk to me a little bit. Then um, let's get into what came first for you, the arts or the martial arts. Well, you know, for me, it's always seemed like one and the same, but uh, it's definitely art because I've been drawing ever since I can remember. But the things I was drawing were always inspired by martial arts. You know, my favorite comic books and TV shows and cartoons and movies were Ninja Turtles. I would draw characters from Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. So um, I always loved getting into um, their specific fighting styles, you know, uh, their special moves, stuff like that. That, that was what was always interesting to me about uh, drawing the characters. So uh, for me, it was always kind of one and the same. <laughs> cool. I, I've got a few years on you. So what was the what was the first um, uh, cartoon or uh, uh, piece of art that kind of sparked that for you, if you can remember that far back? I, I, th- I think it's Ninja Turtles. I mean, I think every every kid that that was in you know, early nineties, um, is Ninja Turtles. Cause it's just everywhere for so long, you know? And even, I, I think I was a little too young when the movie, when the first movie came out, but I still had the video, you know, and then we had the cartoons. I had the, you know, the, the, um, toys and stuff and magazines. And actually even the, the I think that one of the magazines was one of the reasons why it was why I started doing martial arts was, um, they had a spread on all these black belt karate kids, you know, like breaking boards and stuff. And you're like, whoa, they got the same, you know, they got the same moves as the turtles and stuff like that. So I think it was, for me, it was all the same, uh, kind of all, all the, all the same stuff. Like that's cool. Well, that's a good segue then. So what, uh, what then drew you into martial arts and what kind of styles do you study? Well, yeah. So like I said, I guess it, I guess it came from Ninja Turtles and, uh, all the, all those things. Also, um, I, I lived in Hong Kong until I was 10. So, I never thought of Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan as like Kung Fu movie stars. They were just the movie stars, you know, like the Jackie Chan movies are just like always on TV and stuff. So it was kind of, um, I guess that, you you know, uh, you're just influenced by that. So um, I moved to the U.S. when I was 10 um, and the karate school in my town in Virginia uh, was a Chun Kuk Do school, which is, Chuck Norris's style. So basically, it was a 
style that just mixed everything that Chuck Norris knew how to do. So it was like 90% Tang Soo Do, which is like the Korean equivalent of uh, Shotokan Karate. And then it had a little bit of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And he was like a blue belt at the time. And I, you know, now he's a black belt and stuff. And I think we even had a couple like Krav Maga moves <laughs> that was like in the, in the whole curriculum. And um, so that's, what, that's what, I, what I did when I was a kid. And then uh, I got to college. You know, uh, I got exposed to a bunch of different martial arts, but uh, I think I really fell in love with Muay Thai. Uh, it was just like so competitive, and um, that's kind of what I've been practicing ever since. Cool. How, so, how long have you been doing Muay Thai now? Uh, ever since college, I guess. I mean, right until pandemic, pretty much. Um, I, I feel like I just haven't um, found the right time to go back to the gym, you know, like even if it's not a sparring class, it just feels like a little bit weird, you know, like hitting pads, just like people. Everything, you know, sweat, uh, getting back on you. So, um, but I, I'm getting the itch, you know, I, I've still been working out and stuff, but I'm getting tired of running and just <laughs> running and lifting. <laughs> so. Tell me um, what it is about um, Muay Thai, though, that uh, that kind of attracted you to that art and uh, and uh, kind of spurred you to to stick with that particular style. Is there is there one thing that you that you really like about it as opposed to, say, Tang Soo Do or, or Chuck Norris's style? Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> I think it was, I was just getting my ass kicked right away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, because, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh yeah, I'm a black belt. And then you're like, oh, I'm a second degree black belt. And you're like, I'm winning the tournaments and stuff, but it's like totally different because, you, well, obviously it's structured very differently. It's like point fighting and stuff, but then it's totally different when you're like in the ring and you're sparring with boxing gloves and then you're, you know, you're just getting punched a lot in the face, um, which is just, um, you know, not that you don't get punched in the face um, in karate and stuff, but, you know, the rules are, are different. Um, so I, it was very challenging, you know, like so challenging. And I just realized like how little you box um, in traditional karate. Um, and at that time I was, uh, I've, oh, I've, I was a big UFC fan, you know, like it was, I mean, it, had been, it started like in the early 90s, but I was really kind of getting into it in college. So, um, you know, all the guys would train uh, Muay Thai for stand up and stuff like that. So um, I think that maybe the competitive aspect was what drew me to it. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so uh, you, you're an artist, so you work with your hands. Uh, I, I, I'm an illustrator, a graphic designer myself. Uh, I know how important my hands are to me. Um, how do you reconcile uh putting your hands at risk in Muay Thai and martial arts and still pursuing the art side of things. <laughs> I think it's just, you just don't think about it, you know, like just like pretty much everything, you know, like, you know, doing leg kicks and, you know, when you get, you get the images of people, they, they get their shins broken. You, you just can't think of it, <laughs> you know, like, um, especially like, um, I, I have like really bad vision actually. I mean, my, um, uh, my contact, my, I, so I have LASIK now, so I don't have contacts and stuff, but my contact was super bad. And that would be one of the things I always kind of get like the, the contact knocked out in sparring and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, what if that happens, you know, like in a fight or something like that. And it did happen in, um, my first, uh, amateur, like <laughs> in the first round right away. Is it like one of my contacts went out and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but I feel like there's just, it's just like doing martial arts is like, um, uh, you either kind of gotta do it and then just 
not think too much about the consequences, which is kind of like a dumb, dumb thing to say. Um, or else, you know, you're just not going to do it. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I do, I, I do, I have studied uh, American Kempo uh, myself, um, and I also study Sayak yeah. uh, Kali. That's the uh, Filipino uh, knife blade system. Um, so uh, oh, yeah. I don't use my hands nearly as much as you do anymore, but um, <laughs> I, I understand. I understand the sentiment. I don't. I don't think about it when I'm in the the martial arts side of things. That's where my focus is. So I get you. Yeah, there's like a certain level of risk. You know. You know what? Like I actually think that it, you know it, it's it's relatively safe. That's like weird to say, but um, like my my in laws and and my my wife's side of the family, they're big snowboarders and skiers, and they've all gotten way worse accidents than i have like you know snowboarding you know like broken you know broken arms broken and i'm like well at least i'm like i got my feet on the ground <laughs> you know we got pads and stuff so um i feel like there's a level of risk with uh a lot of things um physical so. all right then where did the two worlds uh, of art and martial arts come together for you uh really so kind of solidly when did you think I can put these two things together and do something cool with it. Well, I guess, um, yeah, like I said, from when I was a kid, it was always kind of the same. The stuff I was drawing was like uh, Street Fighter guys, Mortal Kombat guys. But I, I guess pro professionally, um, um, I actually worked um, uh, in advertising as an art director for seven years before I made the full transition to uh, illustrator and artist. And uh, that was for a lot of reasons. Um, I studied graphic design and illustration in college, and I, I found advertising um, as a way to be able to dabble in a lot of creative fields. But you know, eventually, I found you know what I've always loved is drawing, um, drawing and painting. So I would do my own projects. So um, you MMA and uh, you know UFC uh, martial arts was just a natural. Thing that I was drawn to uh, as a subject matter, um, both because it took elements uh, I could incorporate elements that I like working with um, when I was a child. You know, like the graphic nature of comic books, um, the individual character traits of the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat art, but it also incorporated um, figurative drawing. You know, because these are real guys. This is the stuff that I loved getting into when I was in college. Um, you know, I love the challenge of figure drawing, um, making stuff real. And for me, uh, this subject matter was kind of the ultimate figure drawing. You know, it's like uh, in college, you're like trained to, or at least in, illust in the illustration uh, uh, courses, you're trained to like paint people in different poses, you know, whatever. But I, I see like MMA as like kind of like the ultimate expression of that because there's so many different body types, so many styles, new techniques are invented, you know, every, every event, um, there's so many angles. So, um, for me, it's like endless inspiration. Um, so that was just kind of a natural, uh, jumping off point when I was coming up with uh, personal projects to work on. So on that note, uh, capturing martial arts, action in film is, is one thing. You turn on the camera, you have them go at it, you can see the moves, you see that action uh, in space, uh, and uh, that's its own thing. How do you translate that movement and impact 
in in your medium, which is which is two D. Uh, man, that's that's like the driving force uh, behind my inspiration. I feel like um, I'm so glad you asked that question. Uh, so <laughs> for me, um, I use all I use that exactly what you're saying, trying to capture a whole sequence of movements or uh, a whole tech fighting technique or a series of techniques in one snapshot, and I love using that as uh, an excuse to create abstractions or exaggerations in the artwork that make it look a little bit unusual, you know, uh, that kind of push it past just a normal portrait of a guy or, you know, like a kind of like a copy of a photograph. Um, I think it's these little um, exaggerations that try to emphasize movement that keep me experimenting. So, you know, for example, um, maybe I'm trying to emphasize an impact uh, maybe I'll use something more textural or I'll uh, paint on a different type of surface or maybe I, in one area I'm trying to emphasize speed. So maybe I'll use a little bit uh, more wet substrate, um, something more slick. Uh, sometimes I'll play with compositions if I'm trying to capture more of a sequence of a movement like the beginning and the end of it. Um, I'll do sort of a multiple exposure technique where I'll paint multiple limbs on uh, one set of legs. Uh, so it just kind of gives me an excuse to uh, get a little weird, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, you did that really well on the uh, the cover and in the interior for the uh, Criterion Collection of Bruce Lee's Greatest Hits. Um, so anybody uh, that is a fan of the Kung Fu Driving Podcast knows Bruce Lee, obviously, and uh, is, a, is a fan of his films. Um, as, as a martial artist, how excited were you to be involved with that particular project? Oh man, that was, that was a dream come true. I mean, I've had so many uh, dream come true projects, but, um, I mean, I was like gushing when uh, I was talking to the art director about it because, um, you know, Bruce Lee was definitely before my time, but what I was talk talking to them about was everything that I was into was inspired by Bruce Lee, you know, from the UFC, you know, the first, you know, big pop culture um, uh, showing of like that ultimate tournament is, you know, Enter the Dragon. Uh, you know, my, my video games were Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. They all had like a Bruce Lee guy in it. And, you know, that was all inspired by that. Um, even like Ninja Turtles with the nunchucks, you know that the nunchucks came from Bruce Lee. So uh, I feel like I'm like second generation Bruce Lee fan kind of thing. Um, so yeah, uh, when the the art director at Criterion um, approached me to do it. It was just like a full circle thing. And um, really it, it was, it was just a treat because um, in the artwork that I was, uh, that, that I'd been doing up until that time, um, it was mostly like MMA based. And sometimes it was a little, what's a little bit challenging is um, capturing that specific type of swagger or technique that a, a fighter has, because, you know, a lot of these MMA guys, um, obviously they train in so many styles and sometimes there's not like a distinguishing characteristic that, you know, that, that, that it's a little bit harder to draw that out, but Bruce Lee's like a showman. So I was having a, uh, trouble, um, calling down like what the most iconic, um, visuals would be. He has like so many great, you know, every shot is like, um, so great aesthetically, you know, his posing, his stances, you know, the, and obviously it's because he's a showman. So, uh, from an artistic point of view, there was so many, so much material to draw from, even though he only had like five movies, <laughs> I was like running through all those things. Um, but yeah, I actually, I actually have, um, 
I have the, the box art here, and um, I have the original paint. I actually sold the, the cover painting, but uh, I have the, I'm, I'm holding on to the interior art. Um, this was, uh, this is the interior art uh, that I made for the gatefold. Um, Oops. I had to paint on two pieces of paper because it was like really long. And I'll show you the actual gatefold. So basically, it's going from this way, no, going from this way. So, so for anybody that's listening to the audio of this, um, uh, go over to the YouTube so you can see some of the, the video because Gian's holding up the original art for the uh, the gatefold. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, so uh, the, the idea for this um, was uh, to create um, an image of Bruce Lee, a sequence, capture a sequence in motion. And... Um, the, the art director and I had an idea of, um, you know, capturing a sequence of movements that captured Bruce Lee and uh, use a multiple exposure technique. So, you know, the first the first uh, image is the start of the technique. The, the second is the middle. And, then, you know, uh, up, up until the, the end of the technique. But each figure would be a different uh, iconic suit that Bruce used. So, you know, on the left starts out with like the yellow jumpsuit, you know, in the middle, he has like the wife beater, you know, and then at the end, he's all shredded up, like enter the dragon. So um, this, it manifested uh, itself like this. Um, and uh, I'm holding, right now I'm holding up the uh, interior spread, but yeah. Um, so I had to go with the, the sidekick. Cause I, I felt like, I was like, oh man, this is like a lot of um, horizontal space to cover. So I was like, what's the move that goes so far horizontally? And I was like, oh, well, you got to do the sidekick. So um, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you go to Gian's uh, website, I, I think he's got some behind the scenes footage of, of him uh, use, uh, using yourself as reference to, to oh, yeah. some of these, uh, these poses down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I actually do that. I shoot my own reference for all my artwork. Um, and it's because of the lighting. Um, I had a professor in uh, college that was very influential, George Pratt, and uh, you know he's an illustrator, so um, likeness and uh, realism um, was something that you know he incorporates in his work. So uh, when you're trying to capture something like that, capture a level of realism, even if you have abstract elements, you know you're, you're you have your expressionism. He always stressed that you know get as much information as possible if you're going to use a reference you know design the information otherwise you're just making stuff up which uh, obviously there's so many forms of art where you do make stuff up like comic books and animation you can't just shoot a reference for every single thing every single lighting but for what i'm trying to do um which is usually just one single image um that's that's more important uh, to the work that i do so I, I really try to design it, design the lighting. And, you know, even, even though um, I had so much Bruce Lee material to work from, sometimes, you know, the shots are, the lighting straight on and, um, you know, th there's different backgrounds and stuff like that. And I want to capture as much um, energy and like the folds in the clothing. Uh, I want to describe the shape as much as I can with lighting. Um, so then I can have, 
actually more liberty to do abstractions because all the the concrete stuff is there in the lighting and stuff. So that's why I shoot my own references. Uh, Speaking of comics, have you ever worked in comics? Have you done any comic book uh, storytelling at all? No, no. Well, so I I couldn't do interiors uh, because (laughs) that's just not my, you know, like I'm like a slow one image type of guy. Um, So I did do, I have had kind of like, comic book adjacent projects but you know that yeah one of my bucket list things is to do like uh, a cover or maybe a little run of cover run of cover that would definitely that's like a childhood bucket list thing but i did um i got hired by fortnite to do a wolverine um uh loading screen <laughs> so cool um so, I, so that was my first like official marvel thing and then i did an official marvel wolverine print um with sideshow which is a collectibles company they do a lot of the crazy statues that you see at like comic book conventions and stuff like that um i feel like yeah i'm like honing in <laughs> uh <laughs> possibly getting like a cover thing uh um cool at some point. So, um, just uh, in terms of comics, I used to work at Marvel. Oh, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I worked there for about seven years uh, in the early 2000s. So, um, if you had any toys uh, or uh, graphic novels or trade paperbacks from that era, chances are you have some of my work. I did logos and uh, illustrations and stuff for them. I didn't do interior comic work at all. Um, I was in the uh, design and uh, packaging end of things. So, uh, I designed logos for the comic books and uh, and uh, did uh, trade paperback design and things like that and toy packaging. But uh, prior to Marvel, I also worked at another comic book company um, in the uh, uh, 90s, Valiant, um, and they were bought by Acclaim uh, Entertainment at the uh, towards the end of it. But um, let me just tell you a quick story because while I worked at Valiant, I worked on some uh, licensed properties. I was the I was an editor and a writer there, and. Uh, one of the uh, licenses that we obtained was for Magic the Gathering, uh, the card game. Um, and it was, a, it was a huge thing at the time. Uh, and uh, I, was, uh, I, I was editing a line of the Magic the Gathering comics called Antiquities on the World of Magic the Gathering, which is one of the card sets uh, at the time. Um, and um, I had to, uh, you know, I, as an editor, I would select artists and, uh, and uh, get the, the right writer and get it all worked up and produced um, but uh, for the covers of Antiquities, um, I had to uh, hire uh, an artist that would really kind of capture the world and, and, and present it in a really unique way. So um, I called up this guy, um, and uh, it, it happened to be an artist named George Pratt. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I know he's, a, he's a, a, a mentor and an idol of yours, but um, at the time, uh, he, was, uh, he was really great to work with. He, he, he came in and he did something super quick. And then he, he did, uh, I think, three or four covers for us, but uh, he, he was great to work with. And he really had, like you were saying, a, a really unique eye for, uh, for presenting the, uh, the, the subject matter. So um, we're connected there with George Pratt. Yeah, I mean, oh, I can imagine for Magic the Gathering because uh, George really does an amazing job of cap- capturing the entire atmosphere. You know, like, I feel like, um, especially me um, and a lot of artists, um, one, one of the, I wouldn't say, maybe it's not a downfall, but one thing that I feel like um, always kind of leads me in a bad direction and I got to pull back is honing in too tight on one thing. You know, like, oh, I want to start getting detailed on this thing. And George Pratt is just amazing at being able to visualize 
his end goal. And he's just using whatever it takes to get there. But he's working at the same level. Like, you know, he's using um, whatever kinds of paints, whatever kinds of tools, whatever. And he, he sees the whole thing as like shapes, textures, uh, mark making. And it's not just like, oh, now I'm starting with, you know, the left knuckle and then I'm going to paint to the right arm. And then, you know, and, and I feel like I, I get caught up in that all the time. Like, and it kind of slows me down and then I got to pull back and look at the image all at once. So I, 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 I can imagine um, that being a really cool uh, set of work. Yeah. <laughs> well then for you, what then is the next uh, evolution of your work? You, you, you've been, uh, you've done stuff with vice with uh some comic adjacent stuff. You did the Criterion Collection. Um, where does it go from here? What are you looking to do with your work to push it and develop it further? Well, um, I, I've loved working uh, recently in the fine art world, um, just because, you know, I, I think at, at this point commercially, almost like all my projects are dream projects because the stuff I get approached to do it are things that are just exactly right up my alley. But the fine art world, I think gives me a little bit more uh, creativity and just making stuff for the stuff for the sake of looking cool, you know, and not having an application. Um, like I, I'm actually oh, like uh, right behind me, I, I made this like a giant um, six foot like cutout painting. Um, wow! Uh, and, and I used the Comic Con as an excuse to make that. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make this stuff sandy uh, at Artist Alley. Um, but you know, I, 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 I otherwise, if it was uh, commercially, I wouldn't spend like three weeks, you know, cutting this thing out of a uh, masonite, <laughs> projecting and stuff. But uh, I'm excited um, to be able to experiment more, you know, uh, maybe even spend more time, uh, even though I already spent a lot of time on my individual images, you know, obviously compared to comic book artists, uh, but. Uh, just to be able to like obsess more, go down different rabbit holes. Uh, I feel like the fine art world uh, gives me a little bit more uh, excuse to do that. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. But I mean, I have so many projects in the works. Um, uh, I think that just keeps everything fresh. Is there anything you can talk about? Um, uh, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> don't get in trouble. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have a, I, so I, I always have UFC related stuff and it's always different too. You know, it's weird. Cause, uh, you know, like I, I when I first got into it, I was I, thinking, you know, sometimes I think at night, I'm like, how much like UFC related stuff could I actually do? You know, the, but then, you know, so far I've done like, you know, Reebok used to be the official apparel, uh, sponsor of the UFC. So I did, I did years of work for Reebok with UFC. I did stuff for the actual UFC store. Last year, last time I did like an official UFC fight poster for MSG. I did artwork for the UFC 4 video game for like EA Sports. Um, and I, I, I still have this cool project and it's awesome because, you know, that's like an endless source of inspiration for me. So um, uh, I got, yeah, I got a couple of UFC projects uh, going on and um yeah, I think maybe that's 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 all I can talk about right now. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, is uh, for for anybody that's uh, that's going to be a new fan of, of yours um, as a result of of hearing you here. Uh, are there pieces um, that you have in your collection that you think kind of embodies uh, uh, your uh, your work uh, more so than others? It, you know, maybe it, maybe it's just a favorite piece. But is there something uh, in your collection so far where you're like? 
Yeah, if, if I want to introduce myself to a new fan, this is what I'm going to show them. I think the work I'm most known for is uh, my work on Fightland, which was basically Vice's fight editorial, uh, just because I painted, I painted so many fighters. Um, and it was actually where I got to be the most experimental because um, it was editorial work. So it's basically, you know, I didn't have to think too much about the subject matter. They gave me so much freedom, but basically... I would just have to paint uh, a fighter that was like on an upcoming card or like a legend. So I didn't have to think too much about what I was going to paint. And it was already something I was into. And uh, I got to experiment a lot more. And I think it was throughout this run where I really developed a lot of techniques that I still use today. You know, a lot of the, uh, the textures, um, the uh, methods uh, of approaching composition. Uh, stuff like that. So I would say the fight line work. And that's probably what comes up right away yeah. <laughs> when you uh, Google my name. <laughs> Are you still a fan of martial arts films, action films, uh, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so, you, you know, what happened was I, I feel like there was a point um, after I got into UFC, like hardcore, I mean, you know, as a fan, that a lot of martial arts films – we're kind of like not doing it for me because, uh, you know, I would be like, oh, that's fake. That wouldn't happen. You know, like that. And I, I like got to this level, but then it kind of like went 360 a little bit. And then, you know, you appreciate the theatricality. You appreciate like the amazing moves and stuff. I mean, I just watched that. What is it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, and I was like just an amazing blend of like kind of traditional kung fu it wouldn't like rick and morty <laughs> you know um so i mean uh stuff like that um has kind of you know brought me back um a little bit so the guys that core that uh, did the choreography the martial arts choreography for that film is uh some guys from the martial club um and i don't know if you're familiar with their stuff but they're um big kung fu film aficionados but uh, but they're also filmmakers so they create their own uh stuff that uh, some of it uh is uh, in homage to the original kung fu flicks from the 70s and the 80s but uh they worked on paper tiger yeah that's right yeah 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 that's right yeah uh andy lee and brian lee um and uh andy was just uh the death dealer in the oh, chi film cool that's awesome for them yeah i know yeah. uh I, I recognize them from paper tigers I, I actually was fortunate enough to do like preliminary artwork for that movie before they film the movie. Uh, like the director Bao um, reached out to me about five years ago to do some promotional artwork while they were pitching, uh, trying to do, uh, you know, trying to get funding, trying to, you know, get the thing made. So I did ended up doing kind of like a, it was a movie poster, but it was a movie poster without uh, the real likenesses of the final actors in it because they hadn't cast it yet. So I. Like promotional artwork for it and uh yeah i was exposed to like that stunt team and all that all that stuff so it's awesome to see them uh seems like they're killing it <laughs> that's cool oh, the paper tigers yeah I, i've had a bunch of those guys on the show as well yeah. i love that film um and uh they're 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 uh, another bunch of uh of creators that uh um kind of understand uh what makes martial arts films good martial arts films good rather than just you know, uh, uh, explosions of, of action for no reason. The story behind that was so, so great. Yeah, yeah. They did, I mean, they did a great job of rooting it in kind of a more relatable story. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so 
Are there uh, are there martial artists in in film or TV that uh, that you kind of uh, look to now and and think um, I could probably do something really cool with that guy? Oh, I mean, well, I did like a fan art painting of uh, Rush Hour, <laughs> which for, for for this gallery show, um, which is probably like the most um, you know like intense painting that anyone's ever made of rush hour <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but i mean uh i mean yeah i did like like jackie chan fan art i mean i i feel like jackie chan was like my bruce lee obviously because all the movies were coming out uh as i was growing up but i mean i remember in hong kong it wasn't even it's like his movies weren't even movies they're kind of more like wait till you see what he does in this movie. Almost like he's breaking a record every time. Like, oh, this is one. He's uh, water skiing on a hoverboard while fighting somebody. You know, so it's almost like spectacles. Um, So, um, and and, uh, those kind of all blurred together. I feel like Jack Chan almost followed me to the U.S. because like, you know, I, I lived in Hong Kong until I was 10 and then I moved here in like 96. And that's kind of when he blew up, started blowing up, um, you know, with Rush Hour and Shanghai Noon and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, that'd be amazing to work uh, on some kind of like Jackie Chan movie <laughs> in some capacity. Cool. Um, how about uh, uh, somebody like Michelle Yeoh? Would you would you uh, do something with her? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that would, I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, especially after watching, oh, my God, like after watching uh, everything everywhere all at once. I mean, I, I forget how, I mean, I mean, I know how much of a legend she is. Obviously, she's as old as Jackie Chan, but... Um, you're like, wow, she's still doing it, and she looks amazing. She's like graceful, has all the, yeah, you know, all the skills. Um, and I feel like we really got to see another side of her in that movie, which was just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, I mean, you talked a little bit about it, but what then would be that big dream project that you'd want to fulfill uh, with your artwork? Is is there something out there that you're like, you know? I need to make this happen. I need to manifest this at some point. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I do have most of my art ideas are kind of in the fine art world. Like, oh, what if I could do this? What if I could build this? What if I could create this? I think commercially, uh, the bucket list item is uh, to do a comic book cover. It's so stupid, but uh, that's like that's like the number one thing. I'm like, dude, I got to have that. I got to go to the comic book shop on Wednesday and see my thing right there. Be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like my childhood uh, bucket list thing. So, um, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe a, a comic book cover. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll we'll talk. We'll we'll talk. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, I know you have an exhibit coming up. So, uh, tell uh, the listeners uh, where the exhibit is, what it's about, and uh, and how people can go get more information about it. Oh yeah. So, uh, my next gallery show is called form and fury. Uh, and it's the openings on May 14th at gallery nucleus in LA. I um, mean, it's wushu based and I, this, this body of work actually started, um, for me about a couple of years ago. It's been a couple of years of the making, um, ever since I got, um, commissioned to do a mural in Chinatown in New York. And, you know, when I got commissioned, I was like, okay, obviously I got to do Kung Fu uh, in Chinatown. But when I was doing research, um, you know, there's so many possibilities. There's so many movies. I was like, oh, could I do Jackie Chan really big? <laughs> or, you know, so many styles, so many. And I really 
went down a rabbit hole uh, uh, through um, sport wushu. Um, more specifically, the the floor routines of modern day sport wushu, and I was just amazed. You know, it's it's basically like all the most amazing moves that you've ever seen in kung fu movies, like honed to perfection, uh, like in a gymnastics floor routine. You know, like. Uh, and and they really it really is perfection. You know, like I watched all the the championship videos because that's what the whole thing is judged on. Exactly, you know, the stances are all precise. Uh, they're trying to make the jumps and kicks as explosive as possible, balanced out with the precision of where they land. You know, um, the angles of their strikes. And um, so, you know, I was able. So I did this mural, but. Uh, and I was really, I was really psyched about it, but I had so many more ideas because when you go down that rabbit hole, they have so many weapons. They have all the, you know, the Northern style, the Southern style, the, they look all different. Um, so I, I just felt like I really had to, I had a lot more to say about that. I, I wanted to explore it a lot more. Um, there are so many interesting angles, you know, like I consider it to be like the most artistic of the martial arts because it's so much judged on aesthetic and, um, I think almost like what I was saying earlier with Bruce Lee, every pose is like made to be, to look amazing. So I had like so much fun, like, you know, creating these compositions with these different shapes, you know, they're forming triangles, they're forming like, you know, tornadoes just with their movements and also with the clothing, uh, you know, because I draw like UFC guys all the time. It's a lot of just muscles, you know, but uh, there's like a lot of motion that, that is, uh, exaggerated because of the clothing bright colors um it was just a lot of um a lot of inspiration so um i really felt like it, it was a good excuse to make a whole body of work to explore it more and i i actually really feel like i, I i've kind of just um scraped the tip of the iceberg um in my show but i, I did my best <laughs> yeah that's uh, you know with i mean wushu in in terms of trying to capture all that action that's got to that had to have been a challenge because uh, wushu is so rooted in uh, the the flow of movement and uh, and leaping and and landing and and uh, then throwing around those weapons and and all that. So uh, that mu that must have been um, that must have really stretched your brain to try to figure out ways to capture all of that and make it look cool. Oh yeah, and and every routine like I would try to find another angle for it because I'm like oh that. Because they're they're running around, they're doing jump spinning kicks. I'm like, that looks awesome from that angle. But then, what if I had it from this angle too? And so it was almost like I had a gi you know giant jigsaw puzzle of poses, and I was just trying to fit them together. And every every combination was cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and, and you know, it just looks it, everything. It, it's already abstract. It already feel everything already feels abstract because the way they pose is like so extreme already. Um, that it's already visually, it has like built-in visual interest. So uh, at least for me, I know, I'm sure uh, it'll uh, look really cool too, uh, especially with the with the way that you depict it. So um, where can the audience go to find out more information about this show? Um, so all the information on Gallery Nucleus's site. Um, uh, it should be up there pretty soon because it's coming up in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I have I have some uh, announcements, and I'm going to be sharing some uh, behind the scenes process on my Instagram um, and social media. So um, yeah, awesome, awesome. And Gallery Nucleus, uh, by the way, um, uh, is hooking us up with some stuff to give away to our listeners. So uh, listen, uh, stay tuned for that. 
Uh, Gian Galang, uh, best of luck with that show. Uh, best of luck with your artwork. Uh, you're, you're doing some cool stuff. So uh, I hope to uh, be along for the ride for the evolution of your artwork. Um, and uh, and uh, maybe we'll see you on some comic shelves soon. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Jeff. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. It was uh, real fun uh, chopping it up. I feel like we connected it on a lot of different levels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, and tell George uh, Pratt uh, when you talk to him next that um, uh, his his work was one of the ones that uh, that has stuck with me through my uh, my comic book career and beyond. So uh, congratulations to him as well. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, cool. Gian, thank you so much for, for hanging out. Um, uh, Gian, is there uh, is there uh, somewhere where the the audience can follow you? Where Give me your socials. Let them know where they can uh Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's just everything that comes up with my name, Gian Galang. Um, that's my Instagram. Um, my uh, Twitter is Galang forty three. Somebody already took my name. Um, and then on my <laughs> website, which is uh, giangalang.com. Awesome, awesome. So all of those links will be in the show notes. Awesome talking with you. Uh, let's stay in touch and uh, let me know when the the next big thing happens, and uh, we'll do this again. All right, hey, thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. Poison plan rocks the world. Monks on the hands running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless Aida roaming over the land. Yeah, the little big soldier is older and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here. The blast on the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. The channel. Little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time, a shiner. Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see, Maggie Chung is finer. Golden Swallow has arrived. Chan Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick a spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampire's back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back. You place the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin in the mountain style. Yeah, defeat the enemy. Me and watch you run for miles. Blood will spill now on the mountain tops when we bring back the soul of the legendary pops. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's war. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The shogun assassin slashing blood of just drip drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins. He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the bodies on the floor when the blood it'll splatter against the wall. No fear at all, to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless, unleashed. The fist of legend that they call Jet Li. 
from Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast. You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets. And it's simple, see the facts are these. It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Welcome to the tea house, spending for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's one to smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, spending for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting.